Hi there. Welcome back to Adventures of the Airstream Oracle. I'm sitting outside this morning on my mom and dad's porch because it's actually somewhat cool. And by that, I mean 84 degrees instead of 104. And I'm watching a mama cardinal and a really pretty red daddy cardinal and a couple of hummingbirds and just kind of relishing in the last 15 or 20 minutes. Um, I've been walking every morning this really sweet uh, pit mix named Sadie that I've been overnighting with and she lives uh, maybe three blocks from mom and dad so it's a real easy walk in the morning to come over and have coffee on the porch with mom which is really our favorite thing to do right now she's just you know she's really alert in the mornings and she's happy and she's clean and smells good and you know it's just a really good start to the day so we we sit out on this this beautiful porch that My dad finally got out of the way and let me decorate with all the plants that, you know, I had on my porch where the Airstream was. Because I I haven't told you, but I I did have to move the Airstream. I finally got that done. I moved it to a friend's land that's about 10 minutes north of my parents. And since I've moved it, I haven't had one night that I've been able to spend in it. It's been like two and a half months ago. So it's basically sitting there not, not frying in the Texas heat because I've got the air conditioner on about 84 so at least everything doesn't melt inside. But um, other than that, I don't have water hooked up to it. I don't have sewage. I don't have any of that stuff yet. Oh, there's a really big hummingbird. Boy, I wish I wish you could smell and see what I'm seeing. I wish I could share it with you. But um, anyway, so my, my porch here has several of the plants that I had on my Airstream porch, which uh, breaks my heart. I went back to... Pecan Grove, which was the the RV park that I was in for six years, right down by Zilker Park in downtown Austin. I went back to see my spot a couple of weeks ago, and not only had they torn out my deck that was beautiful, they had torn out all my flower beds and all the stuff that I planted and nurtured and took care of for six years. So, whew, talk about feeling, you know, erased and upset that all that that stuff I had nurtured went away. So I, I decided to turn that into something productive and bring some some plants that I love and some that I had lost I replaced and so I talked to my dad who has a bad tendency to kind of clump stuff up together in the yard where you can't see anything and and, you know the real tall stuff in front of real short things you know that kind of thing so I just asked him you know it's a big joy of mine to putter in nature and do do stuff on a patio so I got control of the patio in their little backyard and it looks so pretty and he's even said it he's like I'm sorry I fought you on all this this is you know your domain now it looks so great and and because I'm a I'm a nature empath and an animal empath plants and greenery just thrive around me that's just that's just how it works plants animals people and greenery that's that's what I do that's where my fairy dust lives so this backyard is just beautiful now there's two huge hibiscus and a couple of big palms because I love I love palm trees I bought a couple um mom's got some ivy that she's been able to still take care of even with her dementia and I brought brought them out into these big hanging baskets that she can look at on the porch and so I don't know there's probably 30 plants out here you know including a big split leaf philodendron that I love and a a small jasmine and, and a bunch of a bunch of my herbs because I love to use fresh herbs and salads and stuff but it's everything looks really pretty and so we sit out here every morning you know mom and I and like I said Sadie Sadie the sweet pit and I have been walking over every morning to have coffee with grandma and now she makes a beeline when we're out walking she knows exactly which way to go 
and she just comes in and puts her head in mom's lap and snuggles her and and just you know mom gives her kisses and so it's really it's super sweet but yesterday morning mom was feeling so much better after after weeks of of going downhill so rapidly yesterday morning she felt so good that she looked at me and she goes I'm ready to start help watering because I water every morning while I'm talking to her and by talking to her I mean I just sit with her because her dementia affects her hearing also and right now even with her hearing aid and an amplifier that's bluetooth and all that stuff she can't hear me and I'm, my voice hits in that range where anybody that's got hearing loss, that's the center where my voice is in, in the range that they lose first. So most of the time I am, you know, gesturing and playing with my mom and doing charades and, you know, all that stuff. She she just can't hear me. And she can kind of lip read, but not well. So anyway, but this morning she said, I'm ready to start helping, which is is great. You know, that means she's feeling better and she's stronger and she's able to stand up. So I've been reading in the dementia books, you know, even if they help badly or they mess it up or, you know, it goes really wrong, let them help because they need to feel needed and they want to feel like they're doing something. So I stood her up and she's got this, basically, it's like a dog harness for people. It just goes, it's a a transfer belt. It goes around her waist and it's got about six or eight different handles on it. So you can grab her and keep her from falling. So I grabbed her transfer belt and I got the water hose and I let her go around and and basically she doesn't really want to water them. She just likes to mist them and spray the leaves and, you know, talk to them, which is where I learned to do it from, right? It's where I learned my love of greenery. She's, she's definitely a nature empath too, because she's where I got all the animal rescue instincts from. They've, they've always come to her, you know, like me, like one of my early episodes, um, I, I think it was Snow White, the critter magnet or something like I I have always been a magnet for critters and she has too they just come towards us instead of away from us so so she's here she's loving on Sadie she stands up I hold on to her so she won't fall and she starts misting and talking to the plants it's the sweetest thing now I'm gonna have to go back here in a few minutes and finish soaking them all and you know give them the proper watering they need but but she helped and I supported her and I told her you know what a great job she was doing and almost almost like you do with like a four or five year old you know where you you support them and you appreciate what they're doing and you know even if it's a bad attempt at least they're attempting so it's I keep having to remind dad you know she's she looks like mom still but she is four to six years old on any given day that's just who we've got but y'all the sweetest thing was and I had to I had to record this for me as much as you um I knew I was gonna cry we sit down after we're done and she has this huge smile on her face and says thank you so much for letting me help and then out of the blue this woman who I have had the most contentious relationship my entire life since I was about 14 I have been some sort of threat to her and it has been a such a tough tough dance of loving this woman with bipolar and borderline personality disorder and I think she may have a little schizophrenia from all of her trauma. So we, it's been a road, y'all. But this woman that I love so fiercely that has, you know, been such a trauma in my life too, looks over at me and this is who I'm taking care of now, y'all. And this is why I'm here. She looks at me and she says, I love you so much. And I always have. And I'm sorry for all the times that it seemed like I didn't 
because even when I was mad at you and mad at the world, I never stopped loving you. <laughs> so I got to say, you know, the same thing back to her. Got, we, you know, had, we made our peace and then she just held my hand and just kept patting it. And then she said, thank you so much for taking care of me the way that you are. I know how hard it is and I know how hard you try and you're doing such a good job. Just know I know that even on the days I don't feel good and don't seem like I know it, I know it. And I told her, you know, Mama, you always took good care of me when you could. And so, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm returning the favor. And I got to remind her of all the years that she was a hospice volunteer and she volunteered in the ICU and she did trauma response for, um, Red Cross for years. I mean, she, she's got a real servant's heart. Um, it just, it was just never aimed at me. Um, but it was aimed at everybody else. And I told her, you know, the, the care that I'm able to give her now is just, you know, karma and a payback for all the care that she gave out. It's just her turn to be returned. And boy, she lit up like Christmas. She just smiled and she said, you think so? And I said, yeah, mommy, you did. I said, even, you know, even though there were a lot of really hard things that I wish had not happened, they did. It's done. It's gone. It's forgiven. And now you're getting to reap, you know, the rewards of, of the goodness that you sowed. And she just loved that. And then, then we finished our coffee and just, she held my hand and I got up and just, just held her for a little while and patted her and gave her some smooches. And then Sadie came along, put her head back in her lap and gave her some more smooches. So she is all smooched up this morning and full of love and proud of herself and feeling good. And I just, I just wanted to share that with you guys because these days are super rare. And this one was amazingly cathartic and healing and so don't, don't assume there won't be amazing silver linings in horrible chapters of darkness because I'll come back one of these days that's really p- tough and bad and explain to you exactly what a day is typically like here. So you'll realize when these sweet, 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 precious moments and days that we're stringing along together, because we've, we've had three or four good days in a row now. Like I, we were able to take her out to breakfast the other morning, which when you've got a woman that's fully incontinent, and when I say that, it's not just bladder. Um, you have to really monitor and be careful and you can't go places. You just can't. And she's wobbly and she's weak and she falls out of her chair and she chokes on her food and some days we're wondering if she's going to choke to death. You know, I've, I'm, I'm no Heimlich and I'm ready to roll, but, you know, there's a real chance when they're like that, they can aspirate their food and stuff. So you're not going out. You're not taking her anywhere. She's, you know, kind of slumped over in her chair and, and somewhat vegetable-like some days. But, man, I've, I've used my intuitive gifts and my medical intuition so much and I've finally gotten enough boundaries set with my dad so it can be peaceful enough for me to really access deeper levels of that intuitive knowing because you know when there's constant chaos and drama and loudness it's it's like a scramble on your your gifts but I've I've set so many clear boundaries and I'm focused back on my self-care I'm focused back on my spiritual self-care working on my energy so I'm able to tap into my mom easier, make micro adjustments, understand, you know, some things that can be tweaked 
um, with her supplements and some of her different medications that have actually brought her out of her slump again. And she's, she's a phoenix, my mom. I don't know how she keeps coming back from where she comes back from, but she does. She does, and then she comes back somehow, another massive gift from the universe. She comes back sweeter each time. She is absolutely her best self right now, kind and gentle and appreciative. She says, thank you. You give her, you give her something that she likes to eat. And I'm having to make, you know, gluten-free and, and slightly sugar-free versions of a lot of stuff that she likes, but she'll take a bite of something and she goes completely silent and, and her eyes just light up and she starts going, "Mm, nom, 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 when she's eating like a little bitty kid. And so there's so much pure in the moment joy that she brings to each little thing that you do for her that it just makes it worth it. All of it is worth it. Like all of the putting my life on hold, putting my coaching on hold, putting, you know, putting my social life, my personal life, my, my professional life, all of it on hold to care for her is actually worth it. I'm having to dial back the responsibility of some of it to take care of me, but I'm, I'm finding the universe is swooping in pretty quickly to fill that void. And I'm just trusting, you know, every time that happens, like we, her caregiver that we love so much, like three weeks ago, took another job. And so I I panicked for a day. I was like, oh my God, she comes in three days a week for four hours, gives my dad a break so he can get out of the house. He'll actually leave when she's here. He won't ever leave when I'm here when I want to spend time with mom and beg him to, but he'll leave for the caregiver. So, you know, it's four hours a day, three days a week. Well, she took another job, which she should have. It was a great opportunity. And I panicked for a couple of days because I'm like, oh my God. But then, then I had to settle back into trust, trust the universe has your back in this and everything. And she came up with a great idea. Um, Olivia, our caregiver, she's like, my cousin is here in town. She's moved here. She is lovely. She's very compassionate. I can, I can teach her what she needs. Let's give it a shot. Well, she's amazing. And so she's been coming. She It's a learning curve, but she's careful with mom and she's keeping her safe. And mom likes her, which is half the battle, you, you know, because it's, you've got to do some pretty intimate stuff with an elderly person with dementia. I mean, you're bathing them and you're cleaning them up, you know, changing their diapers, doing all the stuff. Um, although I am the one that bathes her. Like we, I, I shower my mom once or twice a week, which is the sweetest thing ever. I'll tell you about that in another episode. Um, that bonding is so amazing, but you know, she cleans her up with, with handy wipes and clean, you know, like wet ones and those kind of things, um, every day. And, lotions are up and you know all the stuff that because when you can't when you can't walk yourself or bathe yourself or toilet yourself or feed yourself because she mom can't feed herself there's a disconnect now in her brain where she thinks she's got to put like huge serving size spoonfuls you know like thanksgiving mashed potato spoonful things in her mouth at once which is why she's going to choke so we have little tiny teaspoons that she's able to eat with well she'll just try to shovel in as much as she can because she doesn't have any spatial orientation anymore but some days she's so wobbly she can't even handle a spoon so we have weighted spoons we can't we can't use the weighted fork anymore because she was kind of missing her mouth and stabbing herself i mean it's it's all kinds of stuff y'all that you just you just wouldn't imagine but the moral to today is today was a bittersweet, beautiful, healing, cathartic, 
spiritual gift from my mother. And I just, I had to get it down on paper before, on paper, really, on <laughs> on audio, um, before I forgot it. Because, I don't know, it was one of the biggest gifts I've ever gotten from her. And it was so sweet and so genuine and so heartfelt. So, I just had to share with you guys. And now they're coming, they're coming back after, after we did all the watering and the, had our time together, dad takes her for a walk because we, we have to bribe her to keep her moving. Cause if, you know, if you let somebody with dementia or, you know, an elderly person sit too long, they stagnate like a car that sits too long. You know, the, the gas goes bad and the oil stops to flow and all that stuff. Well, mom's got to keep moving to keep, you know, to keep her lymphatic system going. So we we have to bribe her. She doesn't get breakfast unless she goes on a walk in the morning with my dad. So we're to the point now where when she starts to get hungry, she looks at dad with excitement and says, let's go walking. And so he gets her wheelchair out and, you know, pushes her about halfway down the, the block until they get to a flat stretch. And she, um, then she walks for a while and then he pushes her for a while. So she gets some vitamin D. She gets to talk to neighbors, see puppies, um, be outside, you know, have a, have some moments with dad. Cause I'm, I'm trying to help him build quiet, special moments with her, but he's always so busy rushing around in fear that he, he's missing all of these sweet moments. And it breaks my heart. I keep working with him and, and he just, he just won't be in the moment with her. And that's all we've got right now is, you know, moment to moment joys, you know, find them where you can. Like find them, I've got a bubble machine out here on the porch and I turn it on some mornings when we're sitting out here having coffee and she just squeals like a little kid and claps her hands and, you know, looks, just looks like a little kid when the ice cream truck has come. So, you know, it's little things like that. Oh, like right now, a huge breeze, you can probably hear it, sorry, but a huge breeze has just kicked up and we're having the hottest summer. I mean, you guys are too, everywhere in the country. <clears throat> it's so hot that just these little things of gratitude like I'm I'm getting to sit here I'm getting to be still I'm getting to feel a beautiful breeze and you know look at my pretty plants that I love and and be with you guys so it's finding those moments in the insanity that makes all the difference so thank you for being part of it thank you for reminding me that you were there the other day so that I could reach out and start documenting this because you know, I was thinking this, this isn't intuitive. It's not part of the Airstream Oracle journey, but it is, it is. This is, you know, the Airstream is parked. The Oracle part is somewhat parked. I do still have one amazing long-term client that I've had for several years now. And we're just, you know, she's thriving, which is amazing. Um, but I, I have not been focusing on my, my intuitive coaching because I, I have been so empty myself I didn't feel like I could be you know a good conduit for anybody else but I can I can feel myself starting to fill back up again you know which is is great um, so I forgot my tools but I found them again so anyway that's my story for today I love you guys thank you so much for listening and don't be shocked now when you've actually gotten two episodes in a week Yes, it's a Christmas miracle, <laughs> but I love you guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you next time.